if you're thinking like, okay, so there's no, there's no churches being burnt or, you know, crosses being lit or people being lynched, then like, like that's racism. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but understanding the route a person takes to get to that place, if, if it's not checked in some point, you know what I'm saying? Um, and being able, what I have to do is try to be able to trace that incident backwards psychologically to say, no, like that decision came from this one, which 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 is actually where you are. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's you, you understand what I'm saying? Um, so I think, I think it's one, it's, it's connecting those dots, you know what I'm saying? And then breaking the idea that like, it's as simple as, well, I've never called somebody a racial slur to their face, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to Undiscussed, the show where we talk about things Christians should talk about, but often don't. Well, welcome to Undiscussed, where we talk about the things that Christians should talk about, but often don't. Yeah, uh, my name is Patrick, and I'm here uh, with my co-host Eric. And this episode is uh, a pretty, pretty big one. We're talking about racism, uh, which is something that uh, we've been. It's kind of weird because we're looking forward to talking about it, but like kind of not because like the fact that we have to talk about this. Well, is and sad. we were we were just saying before we started recording that this is one topic that I don't have a ton of experience. Probably I'm a perpetrator of racism, but yeah. I've, I've never experienced it myself. So I don't, I'm not speaking from experience today. Yeah. I'm, I'm here solely to learn and to have a discussion and a dialogue. Yeah. I definitely have a perspective on it because like I, I grew up uh, like in a very mixed uh, culture community. I'm mixed myself and uh, growing up uh, in that community I've like, I've seen it, I've experienced it, but I mean, the culture is so different, I think in, um, in some pockets of the States and even in Canada, like the racism is just like, it looks different and it, but it's here. It just sometimes it's a little more more subtle and a little like more hidden which is actually dangerous um, yeah but uh i grew up in white town canada right yeah <laughs> actually so most called, of canada basically actually called, <laughs> <laughs> actually called brantford but yeah. uh it's where wayne gretzky's from that's pretty much the only thing that people know about it yeah but uh you know there i i knew one black family i knew one chinese family and like that was it yeah and so um, I grew up in Scarborough, so like that neighborhood, it's basically, I didn't know that people were actually from, like from Canada <laughs> until like I went to university. All my friends, like my parents were immigrants, like every single one of them until like I, I met some people who are like from like Alberta and they're like, yeah, we're seventh generation Canadians. I was like, we go far that bad? Like go back that far? <laughs> That's nuts. That's really cool. But uh, yeah, today we're talking about uh, racism uh, with someone I'm really excited to talk about this with, uh, Propaganda. What? what? Hey. I'm so excited. Yeah. So Pat, I was telling propaganda as we were coming up the stairs. I I didn't know about him. It was an undiscovered diamond in the rough for me. Yeah. Pat introduced me to his music, and and I was an instant fan. And so I am like 
totally fanboying out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, the latest album, Crooked. I've been listening to it a lot, yeah, and it's funny. I'm, I'm listening to it in the car a lot, and I'm like playing these tracks. I'm like, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, I oh, listen to this track, and she's like, kind of on her phone. I'm like, No, you're missing out here. Like, you, like this isn't that just like <laughs> no. Music. This is a listen yeah. to this yeah, track. I don't, have, yeah. I don't have a background music. Yeah, album. yeah. <laughs> it's just like the more I listen to it, the more I learn, and I'm like, yeah. a, like looking at her, expecting her to get all these like connections and things, uh-huh. and like I'm like excited uh, about just listening to them over again and learning more. So we're talking about it because it's just, I mean, even from your like the earliest days of your music, mm-hmm. uh, y- you consistently have like talked about your experience with mm-hmm. uh, with racism and yeah. uh, that's why you wanted to get you on the show to hear yeah. uh, your perspective a little bit so thank you so much for joining us oh i'm honored guys I'm super honored and oh. i'm glad that toronto's not uh being normal toronto where it's one million degrees below zero oh like, my this goodness. is actually very bearable i'm very appreciative oh, of yeah, oh, I, was, I was talking just to you, you man yeah. just for me yeah. yeah i was talking to your uh, your dj out here about or earlier about uh, the last time we had like a like a big thing in toronto like the nba all-star game mm-hmm. i remember it was like the coldest weekend <laughs> in like decades it was record-breaking and i'm like man we're not gonna get anybody here yeah, no one's like, coming no back one's coming after to that. toronto after yeah. this weekend and then we got Kawhi. so yeah. like you know yeah, what? Maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> on behalf of, of yeah. the South. On behalf of the South. Yeah, yeah. We, we, are, we are happy for the gift. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And uh, I want to hear a little bit more about you for our listeners. Like, mm-hmm. what's your origin story before you became Spider-Man? What's the Peter Parker? Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So, I'm from Los Angeles. Uh yeah, I kind of moved around a lot, just the whole, just Los Angeles sort of cornucopia and all of that that, that city was. Um, I, you know, came up in a, a predominantly Latino environment. Um, so I think with just with that backdrop of being not the dominant culture of my neighborhood, you know, I avoided a lot of the things like, you know, I didn't go join a gang, you know, cause I mean, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it was sort of in that area, I fell in love with hip hop, uh, in that sort of just being in that sort of environment, um, around the LA river, around like, you know, the Venice beach scene with guys, you know, break dancing, spinning on their heads, you know what I'm saying? And just, you just fell in love with, fell in love with the culture, you know, in the scene around that time. Um, I, you know, went off to school, my mom's from the East coast, my father's from the South, uh. He was a part of the um, the American uh, Black Panther Party. My father was uh, so there was so the idea of sort of faith, politics, culture, music being sort of its one ethos was from an early age pretty standard to me. You know, they were they weren't those things weren't compartmentalized from very young. You know, I went off to college. I was I taught high school for years. Um, and you know, just kind of did music as like weekend warrior. And then, uh, yeah, one day the phone rang and then it didn't stop ringing, you know? Um, yeah, I was part of a group called Tunnel Rats, um, in the early days and I started doing more solo stuff. Me and my best friend started a label called Humble Beast, um, and kind of just been, you know, touring and speaking, doing music ever since. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you remember a moment, uh, when you were falling in love with music that you kind of, realize the power uh, that like poetry and spoken word actually the had. poetry part came in college okay and the interesting about that like, like i said i fell in love with hip-hop real young um and i was you know lunch table freestyles you know what i'm saying like you know all through my younger years um 
college, I was just chasing after a girl. She was a poet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That works. Yeah. That and works. she said it, she said I'd probably be good at it. So I was like, Oh, I'll try it, you know. <laughs> and then I went and fell in love, you know what I'm saying, with poetry. poetry you know. Yeah. I was already in love with her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but um yeah, that's kind of the thing, you know, and it was like I guess the power of music and poetry was already, you know, evident in my own life, you know what I'm saying? Um but I there was there was really never a, a, a moment early on that I saw that as like a career choice. You know, you go to school, you go to university, you go get a job, gonna be a rapper, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Grown man, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, and then I became a rapper, you know? Um, so yeah, so it was like, you know, the potency, especially like with the sort of the faith aspect, like I never saw it as transactional in the sense that like, rap is a way to reach the youth, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, I legitimately loved hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Um, and when I became a you know believer, like I mean, I legitimately loved Jesus, so I just brought my whole self to it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I'm gonna use this for that. You know, it's like, well, I'm doing this already, so I'm just gonna continue doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've been in it for, uh, for a while now. Has your process uh, towards like you know, writing and, and creating your music changed or evolved over, um, over the years? I think the the process changed more in a sort of in a uh, pragmatic kind of practical sense because you know when I first when I first started like rapping full time I mean I was single you know no wife no kids I rap when I felt like it you know stayed at stayed at studio till four in the morning because I could I mean what am I what would I go home for well creativity flows when it flows yeah, yeah you know I'm exactly. saying like and yeah. it was like I was I'm responsible to no one you know what I mean yeah. so yeah as long as I just telling the guys just give me a key to the studio like I'll just I'll lock up I know how to I know how to turn on an alarm code like we're fine you know what I'm saying um and then so, and it's like I said, just in a more practical sense, just having a, like a wife and children and then, and being responsible for their, you know, livelihood and well being, you know what I'm saying? Changed it in a practical sense to where it's like, you know, you're, you're clocking in, you still create, I still love what I do, but it's like, hey man, you gotta be done by four, you know, cause yeah. school ends, you school ends, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we gotta help with homework, you know, yeah. What do, what does uh, family look like? I'm sure they don't call you propaganda. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to. <laughs> yeah. How does how does propaganda like that hat come off? Dad hat go on? Man, it's like it's it's clunky and sloppy all the time. My wife says every time I come off the road, like it takes me about four or five days before I like clean up after myself. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll just I'll get a plate of food and just kind of leave it on the table because. Yeah. There's volunteers that come do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I'm like, and she and I don't notice it. She's yeah. like, you're just gonna, she's just gonna leave your plate right there. I'm like, oh yeah, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that definitely that like decompression of like, I have to like go through a whole ritual of being like, okay, there's no one here to, there's no one here to move your plate. These are not adoring fans. They're not gonna hang on every one of your words. When you walk in the house, they they're probably busy. No one's gonna stop what they're doing to come throw you their arms around you and tell you how much they miss you. They're doing stuff, you know, may not even be home when you get there. You know what I'm saying? So I have to like mentally tell myself to do that. And it's just to like, you know, my wife's been, I mean, she's been running the house for however many days while I was gone. You know, they, you come up with a 
they get their system. You know what I mean? And I come in and basically disrupt it. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you ain't put the, t- why the plates over there? Where you go? Why your bed ain't made? You're just like, hey, you just got here. You just got here, okay? Like, we got it, you know? So it's a, it's clunky, man. But, um, you know, we, we make it work, but it's like, it's different every time. Like, I have to, and it's me. It's not them. It's me. You know what I'm saying? I have to, like, get my brain right, you know? How old are your kids now? Uh, so I got a three-year-old and I got a 13-year-old. Oh, uh, so fans of your music or not? Are they like... Um, I mean, the three-year-old in as much as she can be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She recognizes my voice when, right. when it's on, you know? My um, 13-year-old actually recently told me I couldn't put her on my Instagram anymore because <laughs> her friends at school follow me and it's like awkward for her. Yeah. That, like, I, now I can't. So I'm just like, oh, I would think... That's cool. If it were me, I'd be like, yo, pop, put me on all the time. You know what I'm saying? She's like, nope, don't do it. So it's like fans in the sense that it's cool that my dad can get me into things. You understand what I'm saying? The access is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on any of her playlists. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but she don't want to be on my, she she doesn't want to be on my gram. Right. Yeah, my, I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, and uh, we're here at a conference that we're running, and, and they love my access. You know, yeah. when Citizens was playing the other night, you know, Dad, we're going backstage, right? We're meeting the band. Yeah. When, when propaganda's here, you're going to introduce me, right? Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, I'm I'm skating now. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the... At the skate rink, yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can I can relate. You can relate. I can relate for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we wanted to talk to you about this uh, small topic of racism. Yeah, totally. uh, yeah we uh, hear it all throughout your music, and this is an interesting one for us. Um, the reason we're talking about it is because it's a problem. <laughs> like it, it exists. It's like it's all over the place. And to be honest, like a part of this podcast has been a process for me personally to kind of like vocalize my ignorance on certain topics yeah. in an effort to learn and kind of like practice mm-hmm. that vulnerability and i grew up in like in a, in a like a mixed neighborhood a mixed environment my mom's from india so like mm-hmm. when i was a kid i like hid that part of me because mm-hmm. like i got like made fun of for totally. being like india i got little jokes um but then when i grew up like i was like you know didn't happen anymore like yeah. i had like a big mix of friends i didn't see or experience or hear racism wasn't part of my life and at that point in my life i was like oh like we've moved beyond this is good. great yeah yeah and it hasn't been until like these last couple of like years that i feel like it's kind of racism has kind of been emboldened a little bit and yeah. it's kind of been dragged into the light and i'm like oh no yeah like it's happening yeah that's another thing i guess we can say you're welcome as united states like Sorry guys, <laughs> but that's yeah, the thing. It's kind like, of our bad. <laughs> we, we look at the states in Canada and we say our racism doesn't look like theirs, so we don't have it. Yeah, mm. which is so wrong. But it's it's not true. Yeah. It's it's under it's more underhanded. I yeah. think like you know it for better for well more for worse. Like racism is just up in your face in the, yeah, in the a states. lot of the states. Yeah. And so you can address it, you can deal with it, you can see it at least. It's so hidden up here. And especially I've learned this year with like native and indigenous people of Canada, like that. Yeah, that's that's my experience with Canada. Yeah, that's, their, yeah. their experience is more like akin to yeah. what I would know. For yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, and I saw that with Canada 150, like so Canada turned 150 and it's like yo, we 
Canada's a lot older than yeah, 150. Yeah, we mean to turn 150. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, we celebrate the colonialization yeah, of this yeah, land. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. how are we doing that? So, like, my wife and I, whenever the Canada 150 commercials came on, we were like, hashtag colonialism. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's not cool. And so, like, trying to navigate that and, and learn has been a, a real journey as mm. well. Yeah. So, I think maybe the barrier for a lot of people, um, and maybe you can kind of help us understand, like, how pervasive it is, is just that when you don't experience it yourself, you kind of tend to minimize the experience of other people. You're like, oh, it's probably not that bad. Or, like, you know, you're like, you're making a bigger deal out of it. How how would you, like, help bring people um, into a greater, like, understanding, acknowledgement that, like, this is actually, like... like a big deal yeah um i think what you what you guys said earlier of the idea of like if it's not obvious in your own eyes like the extreme versions like like you said of like the way that american especially like the american south or just in areas just just in the season now it manifests itself like you know um if you're thinking like okay so there's no there's no churches being burnt or, you know, crosses being lit or people being lynched, then like, like that's racism. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but understanding the route a person takes to get to that place, if if it's not checked in some point, you know what I'm saying? Um, and being able, what I have to do is try to be able to trace that incident backwards psychologically to say no like that decision came from this one which 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 is actually where you are you know what i'm saying so that's that's you you understand what i'm saying um so i think i think it's one it's it's connecting those dots you know what i'm saying and then breaking the idea that like it's as simple as well i've never called somebody a racial slur to their face you know what i'm saying um so there's that there's the idea of like getting an understanding of systemic, you know what I mean, like structural, you know, versus like individualistic, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, if a person says, well, I have never done A, B, and C, you know what I'm saying? Um, you might be right, you know what I'm saying? But you're, you know, in using the, the Canada 150, it's like, well, cool, yeah, you've never, you've never heard a First Nations person, but where's your house? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's on someone else's land. Yeah. You just aren't acknowledging that that's not yours. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And for 150 years happened. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so that sort of like, you're participating in a larger thing, whether you like it or not, you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think those, to me, those are like, sort of the steps and then just like appealing to just you know not even just racism specifically but just the idea of the just the personal sort of self-centeredness to think that just because you ain't experienced it that means it's not there you know what I'm saying that's just a, it's a human problem where it's like hey like how many other things in the world in your world do you believe don't exist because you've never experienced them like that's what a yeah. what a small minded way to live yeah. you know what I'm saying like isn't it like you've never been to Japan? Was Japan not there? Because yeah, you've yeah. never been there? Like, no. It's, it's, global warming doesn't exist. It snows in Canada. It snows in Canada. <laughs> global warming is this. Like, yeah. no, bro, that's that's the weather. Like, yeah, that's, that's we're weird. talking about climate. Like, that's the weather. It's different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that, like, those, all those hurdles, like, are to jump. Because that's, like, it's, it, and it's specifically if we're going to talk about, like, sort of a, a, a white experience, especially the idea of saying, well, I haven't experienced it, therefore it's not there. It's like, okay, that's, it's a uniquely white way to look at the world. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just your experience is the normal. 
and everybody else is exotic and other and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you, why are you centering your world as normal? You know what I'm saying? And like, and that's such a revolutionary thought to somebody who've never thought about what makes something normal. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like, well, it's not normal. It's just yours. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I know that because I know my experience is not yours. You feel me? So I'm like, no, it's, you know, so like breaking down those sort of ideas, I think are like the the thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, I'll preach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I, I notice, uh, and I, I actually notice myself doing this a lot too, is my personality. It's like, it's very much like conflict averse. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like the mediator and I'm like, let's all, let's, let's try and see both sides of the equation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, when I see it elsewhere, I see it as problematic. When I see it in my own life, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to like play both sides of the field and be like, yeah, let's yeah, have yeah. a discussion. But like, for like, oh, a reason, no, example. Someone else says there's pr- conflict on both sides. Yeah. yeah, 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 like, yeah, for, yeah. like, example. Again, sorry. That's our bad. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you got the reference. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. sorry again. That's, exactly. And like this, this example yeah. recently where I saw it so prominently was this uh, this uh, this kid wrestler, uh, high school wrestler oh, yes. who had his yeah. dress cut. Uh-huh. And I saw that video and I'm like, man, that's like, that feels like that's not right. Like, how do you get to that point? And then I go look at all the comments and they're like, well, you know, here's the regulations. Like they were following the regulations and like, this is like, you know, to be expected. And like, it was kind of defending uh, like that uh-huh. action. And when I read that, I was like, I would, if I were that kid or if I were someone who relates to that experience, uh, I would be like really annoyed by like the appearance of like the minimization of like, oh, but that's like, you know, yeah. a special circumstance or it wasn't really racist. Do you experience that? And how do you oh, like, how do you man. deal with that? Yeah. Uh, that those, the minute, the minimalizing it can, can be a lot of times like just as infuriating as, as the experience, you know? Um, and I know I have to, for my own sort of like health, like stay out of that like exchange because I'm just like, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> because of how many steps you have to step backwards. You know what I'm saying? That's what I meant by like track connecting the dots backwards to be like, okay, no, you land here and you think this is the thing. Well, that's because no one's checked you on four steps ago that was like, well, no, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and with, with, I guess to stay with, with that particular incident is like, well, there's female wrestlers. Well, they have long hair. Are you telling all the girls, do the girls have to shave their head? Okay, so, there, so there's, and, and if this is a tournament, you're telling me this man hasn't wrestled yet? Yeah. Like he's, he's been wrestling all day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, so there's so many other things that just logically speaking, you know, we've made accommodations for this. And I was watching that same, that same thread and seeing other wrestlers with dreads being like, what are you talking about? I've, yeah. I've wrestled, I wrestled that day. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what is, what does this guy mean? So like, so when I have to go, no, like you humiliated this young man, you know what I'm saying? In front of his whole school and you put him in a position that a teenager should not have to make that decision, right? Um, and if even watching that video, seeing the like his like black friends in the background just like shaking their head and just broken, just like this is ridiculous. And then all of his other white teammates being like, "Yeah, bro, yeah, team like, player." You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, y'all don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then, so then, oh, so then you have to step back and go. I have to step back and go. You know what, man? And here's here's the like here's the playing the both sides part for me is like, you know what, man? You don't know what you don't know. Like 
it is really that simple for those boys. It's like, dude, you're gonna forfeit. You can grow your hair back. Like, that's fresh that you're willing to sacrifice that for us. That's yeah. awesome. They see an individual moment, yeah. right? A moment in time that you took one for the team. They're not seeing the long story of criminalizing black hair. Like, it's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. otherizing to sense that like, you can have long hair, but I can't. Right, because you've made you've made an accommodation for them, but not for me, right? And like, who gets in the middle of a gym? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Butchered, yeah. like, and it's not even like a good haircut. She's yeah, just, just crack, coming. Crack, in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like you see how like the, the more like how reminiscent of just like an auction block this is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so just all of those imageries. If you don't know. It's like, that's why I'm like, dude, there's so many steps I have to step backwards to get to why this is crazy. You know what I mean? That becomes hard. But that's like, I think the importance of like, these discussions happen in relationship. They happen over time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, if I know I'm not going to spend the next few weeks with a person, I'm probably not even going to start that conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so much undoing, Mm. you know, to get to why this is but I but I should understand that about this person I should understand that like it's a lot of undoing you know what I mean yeah. but like why do you have to have oh I don't I know yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. it's like why do you have to have all this understanding uh-huh. like it's like oh such a burden yeah totally I, my my wife in it not in the same way but my wife like constantly reminds me because she manages our household she's like I've got the mental load of all the things that are happening. I know the kids' shoe sizes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's like, so when we walk out the door and you're in the car impatient, like, why, what's going on? I'm getting myself out, yeah, the kids yeah. out. I'm thinking 17 steps down the road. Uh-huh. How come you aren't accommodating me? Yeah, totally. And and I just see that as you're talking. Like, why is it that that you have to have the mental load of mm-hmm. like, here are all the steps it took to get to this racist yeah. moment. Yeah. And it's like, I, so you're apologizing for the South? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let yeah. me just apologize. Yeah, 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 we're yeah, we're yeah, kind yeah. of the kings of apology. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we will out-sorry you, you anyway. You will out-sorry me, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. And the thing that really bothers me um, is that the church should be doing so much better and we are not. And uh, one of the things that Pat and I worked on this year was a a Bible study resource to help people understanding culture and decoding culture and understanding other. And uh, at the same moment, he showed me your music and I listened to Precious Puritans. Oh, yes. And that was was my introduction. That was it. And I was like... My mind exploded, uh-huh. and I was so I like went home and showed my my twelve year old son who loves hip hop, and he yeah, he was hooked. Got it. And but right. I was just like, no, but like listen to the lyrics because the Christianity that I know that you know has been influenced so much by white culture, and and I was like, how do I how do we begin to start undoing some of some of that? And so, thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important even to remember, even in y'all's own journey, that like Western church, I mean, it's 11% of the body. And we're a very small percentage. You know what I'm saying? That 
So we're not even the we're not even the whole picture. You feel me? Yeah. So this is a crisis, not even of the whole eleven percent because the the because when you say why is the church not talking about racism, I'm like which church? Yeah. Like yeah. no, that's my church talks about racism. Yeah. You have my whole. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm like no, that's white evangelicals that don't. Yeah. Do it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So like so if anything, I say that as a comfort that yeah. like. The church is not in crisis. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? The church is fine. You yeah. know, um, our little wing, our little, you know, pinky nail, is having an issue. You understand what I'm saying? And we need to we need to address the pinky nail, but like, the body's not in crisis. You feel me? Um, and that's been. I mean, I say this to my own encouragement too. Like, I remind myself of that often. You know, even when I am swimming in waters of just evangelical sort of circles where I'm just like, what is, what's happening right now? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I mean, last week, you know, you're like, well, last week you was, I was talking to this like, you know, Ethiopian Orthodox church and they're, yeah. they're totally, they're looking at us like, what's y'all, Yeah, how come y'all don't understand Romans? Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you're right, bro. Like, you're right, dog, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's important to to remember is that like, the whole thing's not in crisis. And there's there's actually a very long history of Christian traditions standing against injustice and racism, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, again, to your encouragement, you know what I mean? That you're not, not reinventing the wheel. Like this is, you're, you're in a good thread of history, you know? Yeah, I feel like sometimes we get blinded by recency bias or like just the idea that sometimes the 10% are like the loudest. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I just need to get out of Twitter. Or yeah, like, just yeah, like yeah. leave. Turn it off, bro. It really feels like just all of like the stuff pouring in. It's like, how do so many people believe these things? And like, even like with like voting results and election yeah. results, you're like, wait, 50, like 49% of the country, like yeah. even more backs this kind of stuff. Yeah. So like sometimes like there's a sense of like hopelessness where I'm yeah, like, wow, man. like there are way too many people who don't believe this. And the ironic thing to me is that like, I mean, we can like put quotes around Christians, but it feels like like the Christian side of the aisle, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, is the ones that are like seemingly standing up for the oppressors. Mm-hmm. And then you have the like the godless liberals who are the ones who are like making the most sense. They're yeah, like defending like, the orphans and the widows, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So how do you like even make sense of that? And yeah. like, and do you, do you feel that? Uh, that I mean, I, I think you can. I think again, it's like the loudest 10% because like, I mean, I can run off um, a number of, of Christian leaders in the states that are like moved to our like southern borders to like feed immigrant families. You know what I'm saying? People yeah, you like, hear about it. You know what I'm saying? Who are like out there, out there, like who's given up their like cushion six figure to like um, advocate for like prison reform. You know what I'm saying? And 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 um, ending the death penalty. And you know what I'm saying? So like like you work in these circles. I now have just just from by the tone of my music, you know what I'm saying, you know, find myself meeting more and more people like this. Um, but they're, but the, the, the mainline considers these people fringe, like, oh, they're heretics. Their theology's not well, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, which is the, the, the strange, strange irony of that. You know, it's like, oh, so you're telling me they're, so they're practicing what we're reading. Yeah. And, so they read the same book you did, <laughs> and it called them to action, and they took the action. 
crazy and they're weird wrong. that's nuts yeah, yeah. and they're the, you know what i'm saying so i'm like oh okay got it you know yeah. um and i think even just thinking about like this quote unquote like godless liberal thing you know which is so <laughs> strange i'm like it seems to me godless conservative seems yeah. much more accurate you know what i'm saying um but uh i think it's again it's a testament to just okay if we believe like god just created humans like this is just a, he's suggesting a better way for us to live. And that's going to be just true across the board because he just, he just made, he designed the system. You know what I'm saying? So whether you know that or not, that's your, these choices are going to land you on the right side of history. Whether you, you know what I'm saying? Because this is how we're designed. So if it's like wherever you land politically or spiritually, these are just, it's just good to protect orphans and soldiers yeah. and widows. It's, <laughs> it's just not political. It's this is a good yeah. thing to do. Yeah. It's just you should care for the vulnerable. Yeah. That's what. That's just a good way humans should function. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? These are not complex. They're sentences. not complex. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? And we don't. And the Christian doesn't have a corner on that truth. The truth yeah. transcends us. You know what I'm saying? I don't own that. Like, we don't own it. It's just the best way for humans to function. Yeah, it, man, I feel this way about so many things where it's like, if you were like, hey, we should take care of an environment. It's like, you like dirty liberal like what are you talking about like isn't like doesn't it kind of make just sense to like <laughs> just, we got like, one earth guys yeah, i'm like just... i don't even know like who i who i'm gonna vote for but like hey look i live here like am i gonna throw trash on the ground like am i gonna not care i'm just about like, it? like why isn't it just good why just like you just you don't like breathable air like you know <laughs> yeah. that's a, it's like so you so you don't think we should, you don't think you don't think that's important you don't think breathable air is yeah. that's what you're telling me right now yeah well, it's like, <laughs> you know, I want to go to these people's houses and see how they live. Like, do they just throw the trash on the ground? In like, yeah, home, right? Yeah. Home. Someone else take care of it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. The next generation will pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, kids. yeah, you ever, it's, it's a lot of times with us, it's like, those are the same people that want to go camping. They want to yeah. go to the forest. You want to go hunting. And I'm like, what forest? Yeah. You're, you just, you don't, you don't think we should protect it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what do you? I don't understand. Like yeah. you're playing against yourself. Like this is against your own interests. I agree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I also think that like we don't want to like believe uh or I try to protect myself from believing a binary given to me in the sense that like it's probably not it's not like, you know, it's one pill, you take a conservative pill, you take it all. Just yeah, like just yeah. like the liberal pill, you take mm -hmm. the liberal pill, you take it all. Because there's plenty of like liberal like positions that I'm just like, ah, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like for sure. you know, and uh and I'm pretty sure among, you know, conservatives it's the same where you're just like I don't know, I, I kinda of, kinda of agree with small government, but <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you're tripping right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that's why I even bring that example. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure a person who's like mm -hmm. fiscally conservative likes trees and yeah. thinks maybe we shouldn't cut them down you yeah. feel me so it's okay to you know eat from both sides of this plate you yeah. feel me yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah i over this past year i i have been on a bit of a journey of like allowing myself to to seem or appear more other or liberal or whatever uh at the risk of being called a heretic, yeah. like to extend love and to be understanding <laughs> to to people, and it's like, 
it's crazy how that became like a cuss word, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny even too, like just learning a little bit of y'all's history, which is cool. I think yeah. Somebody should, you know, I should know some, because I feel like every Canadian knows American history. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. like, I should probably know a little bit of yours. But like even y'all's push for y'all's healthcare was like, that was a Christian platform. Like those were, yeah. those were pastors that advocated for universal health care, which seems anathema where we are. Yeah, like, socialists. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> socialists. I'm like, yeah. yeah which so is also a, str- I, a swear word. How which is a swear dare word. you help people who are sick? Who can't yeah. afford it. I'm like, <laughs> so if you telling me that you can't be a Christian and a socialist, I'm like, <laughs> what do you do with <laughs> the 90 other countries that yeah. have believers in them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That are socialist countries. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. 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 So I, one of the things that we, we do is we also like to talk about some bright spots. Do you, do you think that there are examples in your community or that you've seen where you see bright spots of Christian community dealing with, um, this issue yeah i mean again like like i said like i i I just the world is so again the world is so much bigger like um than our little space and as i've traveled like just um even in just different parts of the world just seeing some of just the innovative things that like the body's doing um to spur on each other, you know what I'm saying, uh, and to affect their cultures and community. And then even, again, even in the States, you know, people like Lisa Harper, um, you know, uh, my man Shane uh, Claiborne, like I said, who just gave his life to ending the death penalty, you know what I'm saying? And just like, these just amazing, this native thinkers, uh, this girl, uh, Caitlin uh, Kersey, Caitlin Curtis, my bad. Um, A lot of things just like reclaiming a lot of sort of her Native American heritage and seeing how like, you know, uh, the story of Jesus, like how how you can see that from a native lens, you know what I'm saying? And just like, just people really doing amazing things. Um, like, and, there, and there's a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that like, I find encouragement from there, you know, I draw encouragement from history, just like, well, we haven't, we haven't annihilated ourselves yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like somehow or another, we'll. We got time. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we got we'll get yeah. there. There's still a little more air left. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, you know, but yeah. I, and, and then again, like I find hope in like things like this. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, you know, who, not somebody, but like the area that like sort of created, you know, we like, we gotta, I mean, I can't, I can't exclude myself from evangelicalism in the sense that that's where I became a Christian, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't necessarily prescribe to it now, but like, uh, I can't exclude myself from that construct, but like, you you know, you gotta, the state of our nation, like we gotta put it on our shoulders, like we did that, you know what I'm saying? Like that was evangelicals, you know what I mean? That made this, you feel me? Um, and then seeing people in those spaces being like, all right, we got a course correct, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's been that's been cool. Like there's been a number of them popping up. You know what I mean? Little little even if they're baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Like they're popping them up. You're taking ownership, taking responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even just kind of being like, you know what, dude? Like maybe it's time to even just like as a social construct, just like redefine ourselves. You know, we've done it before. And I think that like when you have again a longer view of history, like I mean, the, I mean, Jesus, the advent of Jesus was a redefinition. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay, we have to, 
we need to re- we have to rethink all this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And then all of the Pauline epistles was them going, okay, we don't know what this how how does this wait? how does this work again? You know what I'm saying? Right? It's so there was a reorienting at that yeah. moment. They had to reshape their world again. You know what I'm saying? And and they didn't get along in some of those places. You see it all, Peter and Paul like had some serious disagreements. Like, yo, I don't think this is the way it should, you know what I'm saying? Paul and Barnabas, like all these things where it was just like, yo, like I, we're not, we gotta, we're looking at this wrong. You yeah. feel me? Um, and I just think this is just where we are. Like, and we, you know, if we just, have the courage to sort of look back at our own history and say this has happened before, but we had to rethink what we've been doing. You understand what I'm saying? Let let the grenade blow, you know, let the empire come crashing down and know that like the gates of hell won't prevail against God's kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that actually yeah. gives me like a weirdly optimistic view of like where we are right now because totally. when the, like everything you know starts happening, like I don't even, like I'm even scared of saying the word Trump because like yeah. it seems like again like a swear word like I'm gonna have to bleep it out of this podcast. But like <laughs> when that happens and like all this like racism and like these problems start like getting pulled out of the woodwork and exposed, like there's a light shone yeah. on it. Uh, sometimes it makes me feel like oh like it's always been there. Yeah. Um, maybe it was dormant. Maybe like it wasn't for a lot of people, but like it it was like it a cancer that wasn't seen. It wasn't mainstream. And now that it is, we can look at it even as Christians and be like, something off about this. Like Yo, something crooked. This happened. Yeah. yeah. Like how? Like what? We got to do yeah. something. Yeah. You're you're delusional. You're not paying attention. You're being like like purposefully ignorant yeah, to not blind. say that. Trump is the genesis, yeah, or as a catalyst for where what we're seeing in culture. Like you just yeah. you're just not paying attention. Yeah. Whether you whether you whether you think that's good or bad, that's yeah. just what happened. Yeah, like exactly. you know what I'm saying. Like let's just <laughs> yeah. not. It's just a can, fact. It's just a fact, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like whether you voted for him, where you didn't vote for him, that's what happened. Yeah. Do you feel me? So I think that like once you when you own that you feel me and then say okay what's the good the bad the ugly you feel me what do i want it what can be redeemed what if what what have i you know in the abstract i have held up tantamount to gospel and this experience has shown me that like oh crap like and that's one of the things we've been talking about right now like we've held conservatism tantamount to gospel and then in saying well you can't be a christian and not conservative well it's like well what really yeah. really you know define that you know conserving what like what are we cons- <laughs> yeah. that's a transitive <laughs> verb you know what i'm saying like what are we conserving you feel me All right? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah oh we got grammar <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> don't bring a spoken word artist yeah you know what i'm saying i'm gonna bring grammar word, yeah, yeah. Um, another challenge I find sometimes too is like uh, for me uh, extending empathy is always a way for me to learn and to understand yeah, totally. can you can you extend empathy without enabling like of when I think about um, like even listening to Dave Chappelle and been like I live among these people that voted Trump like all mm-hmm. I have to do is go and stand in a line yeah. and like listen to what they're talking about and suddenly I'm like oh this makes sense and then suddenly like the the left hates him for supporting like Trump yeah. voters and the right embraces him as a Trump supporter and he's mm-hmm. like whoa 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 Time out, wait guys. yeah yeah like I just said I understood where you're coming from so sometimes I want to like dig down and say like you know so people like people who voted for Trump aren't evil like they're uh-huh. like maybe misguided but that while I'm saying that I'm like oh oh like while I'm saying that I'm defending uh, people who are probably like oppressing others or yeah. like even like. Uh, 
ignorantly, like yeah. not even being aware of it. Yeah. So how do you strike that balance of like- I mean, it's complicated, right? Like that's yeah. why I said again, like I think a lot of things for me come out of relationship. I think that there's there's space to like, in some ways, there's complicity, you know what I'm saying, when you can do something and you don't, and then there's seeking understanding, which is what Dave was saying, where he's like, well, I understand, you you know, blue collar town, you know, you got this guy telling you you don't have to live like this anymore. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You feel me? Um, you're, you're, you're playing for your, your own self-interest. So uh, understanding is very different than condoning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it, right? And just the ire of the, of the climate now is one that says that, like, if you give any ground, right? You know, but me and you don't have to, I don't have to prescribe to that. Like, I, I don't, you don't, you don't, you don't set my rules. You feel me? Yeah. Like, so since I don't have to play by your rules, then I can understand whatever I want to understand. I have multiple, um, like, Islamic theology, like, books at my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I just want to understand. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how yeah. dare you? How yeah. dare you read? <laughs> how dare you read? You know, educated. And rather than act like you know. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I just why I can't read them? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I understand what this person's saying. Yeah, you're saying this because you read this passage and it led you to think this. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I mean, well, like, what's I gotten a lot of cut eye before for reading Christopher Hitchens, <laughs> being yeah. like, "Oh, so you believe God is not great?" I'm like, uh, no. I just, I just read it. I just, like, look, I just want to know. Well, what you're supporting about. it. You like, paid money, and like, he's a good communicator. Wow, you like Christopher Hitchens? Like, oh man, guys, he's a great communicator. <laughs> he was, he was revolutionary. You, he was amazing. He's a great communicator. It's just yeah. hard that you can't. Not a great rap artist, but yeah, no, no, probably, probably not. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah. So we we always give our guests the last word. Mm-hmm. So your last word. Oh, Pat had, so, had something else. Uh, I only asked this purely out of self-interest. One of my favorite uh, artists, actually, um, for a long time has been Shad. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah. that guy's amazing. Um, I was wondering, because I'm like... I follow you guys both on Twitter. I thought I feel a little bit like a creep, but I'm like I'm noticing them like mutual respect here for, oh, for yeah, one another. Like that. you guys are like feeling each other's music. Yeah. So we just uh, had lunch. That's where I was coming from. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh he, man, he's gonna explode. Well, I saw yeah. I saw him in concert like recently yeah. in Hamilton. It was like yeah. it was awesome. He's a stud. Uh, you guys uh you guys planning anything in the man, future? Man, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm a fan. Like yeah. I'm a fan of his, so I yeah. hope so. I mean, this we've never. Like, we haven't, like, sent any files back and forth, but, yeah. like, I mean, that's my dude, you know what I'm saying? And I think that, like, that's how most of my collaborations come out of that. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, actually friends. Yeah. But I, it seems inevitable. Yeah. Oh, that is good news yeah. in my ears. Oh, man. Because his last album, A Short Story About War, is just, like... Ridiculous. Is insane. It's another one of those ones where I'm, like, I just need to listen to it over and over yeah, and over again. Yeah, you have to sit with it. Because, like, there's just, like, it's like metaphors and, like, ideas. Yeah. I'm like, I don't get them on the first listen, and then I get them on the second and third. And I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he's explaining the narrative of it. And I was like, did yeah. you get that just from listening to it? And yeah. he was like, like, yeah, it speaks to me, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, yeah, man. he's incredible. Yeah. I, uh, I, I feel smarter just because I sit next to Pat at work. And I can just redirect everything to like artists that I, <laughs> that I awesome. like. Yeah. So we'll go back to the last word. Yeah. 
and <laughs> your last word can be anything. You can plug your album. You can hmm. talk about racism. You can yeah. you, anything you want to say about this topic. You got you got a mic and a platform. Yeah, yeah. Guess, yeah with the idea in mind that like our listeners, like we're we were trying to un, um, like embody like understanding and listening yeah. and learning and just like being quiet for a few seconds and like mm-hmm. hearing from someone else's perspective and just learning from that and applying it to their lives. Yeah. Um, I would say poutine, like cheese curds, guys. Like cheese curds. All right, we're going to have a problem now. Poutine is amazing. Now, <laughs> I live for fries. Yeah. Like fries are like a food group for me. But yeah. like Have you had a real curds? cheese curd though? Have you had real poutine? Both of y'all look at me very seriously. Yeah, it's a serious thing. (laughs) And yes, I have. I've had the real kinds. I've had the hipstered kinds. Does it squeak when you eat it? Huh? Does it squeak when you chew it? Yeah. (laughs) But like the thing is, I have lactose issues. Oh, okay. But at the same time, even if I didn't have lactose issues, I just don't get cheese curd. Yeah. So if you've had a real thing and you don't like it, I'm okay with that. But if I've never had the real thing. Then I'd be like, you gotta have the real. Thing. A lot of times, yeah. I believe, like, if you don't like a thing, I maybe it's because you haven't had the like the. the I agree. I'm, I'm like that about a lot of things. Yeah, I'm like, but like, it, I I also get it because it's a kind of a trash food. But like, I love trash food. Like, I, I do like, too. I love like pogos. I love going to McDonald's and getting junior chicken. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love like poutine. It's like one of those gross foods. I'm like, I don't fancy. But it it's up. delicious. Yeah. yeah I'm like, don't yeah. make it like vegan. Yeah. Right? Don't throw like a bunch of other stuff into it. Vegan and bacon. Gravy. Right. Exactly. It's like yeah, no. Yeah. It's cheese curds gravy fries exactly right? beef gravy preferably <laughs> beef gravy so i've had it yeah and i think it's it's the cheese curd that yeah. i just don't get huh it's okay okay yeah so that's 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 my biggest thing yeah secondly i bet you if you guys did it with barbecue sauce it'd be incredible but interesting throwing that to, throwing that to the side although now, we got weak barbecue sauce up here it's not like no, you let us bring the yeah, barbecue yeah, sauce yeah. we'll collaborate we'll true collaborations yeah. we'll redo nafta right now just <laughs> barbecue sauce yeah. anyway um uh yeah so i guess um i guess i would say challenge your listeners maybe um this is something we did we went through our sort of reading lists our feed of who we followed and one day we just like purged it it was just like i'm gonna only read and follow female thinkers we did that for six months then we were like, we're gonna only read and follow like Asian thinkers. You know what I'm saying? And then we just kept cycling through to train ourselves, one, to know who these people are, you know what I'm saying? Understand how they're adding to my ethos. But I think it's like if you step if you if you uh if you step back, you look at your library, like who you follow, and if you can notice a pattern, maybe just take a month and like flip it on its head. Just see. You know what I'm saying? So especially if you're trying to open your world up and get a better understanding and a better empathy of others, like, well, hear from them. Hear from them when they're not teaching you, they're just teaching. You understand what I'm saying, right? Uh, it's like it's like when you invite the, women, the female speaker out just to talk about female issues. It's yeah. like, well, you know, she can talk about math you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a lot of things she yeah. can talk about. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when you get in a space where you're letting these people just be them, their full selves and talk about what they want to talk about, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then I think a lot more perspective and things can kind of sort of come out of that. So I think that for your listeners, that, was, that would be my challenge. Like, hey, go to your go to your bookshelf, 
and whatever you have a million of, get a million of the opposite of that. You know what I'm saying? And see how it shapes how you think. What What is something that you're like really passionate about right now? Something that you're loving learning about or talking about or like hmm. you're really into? Um, I think I'm looking at more from a 30,000 foot perspective of just how culture is made. Hmm. That's the stuff that's like really interesting to me. Like how do we, where are our like origin stories and myths? Like how do they shape, why does that stuff tell us, make us what we are? Like why we think like this? Like why is, how is just one freaking line of longitude makes such different cultures? Like it's a straight line above that separates Canada from, it's the same terrain. Like, you know, Saskatchewan is Montana. Like, it's the same. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Vancouver, Seattle. Like, it's the same. Yeah. Why is this one line? Like, how does that make us? You feel me? So, like, it feels different too. Like, you cross the border and you're like, we're in a different country. You're like, it's a different country. Yeah. So weird. So, just that, how that works is so fascinating to me. So, like, that's the type of stuff I'm like, I'm reading. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if you know that, then you can make a new culture. You know what I'm saying? If I know how it's made, I can make a new one. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, you can make culture. Oh my God, I wanna make a culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that's the type of stuff that like I'm thinking about, you know? That's amazing. That's yeah. really cool, yeah. Something we're thinking about a lot too, so uh, that's really cool to hear that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I've i been enthralled in this with this conversation, uh, sadly. <laughs> all, all, all good things come to an end. Uh, and so we just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, and man, appreciate uh, you having me, man. Being a part of this conversation, because that's what we really want to do with the show is start a conversation or continue one that's happening. And mm-hmm. I think this has been a positive step in the direction of talking about these issues. And so thank you so much, Prop, for being yeah, here. Yeah, dude, my pleasure. This episode of Undiscussed was produced by Patrick Erskine and Eric Humphrey. Editing done by Ben Skinner and the music was produced by Ian Post. Go to p2c.sh undiscussed to find more episodes, show notes, and information about our podcast. That's p2c.sh undiscussed. Also, remember to subscribe if you like what you hear, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at UndiscussedPod, all one word. If you've got feedback for us, don't leave it undiscussed. Sadly, this episode marks the end of season one. It's been a wild ride and has been way more enlightening and fun than, Pat, you even promised me when we started. We hope that these topics have generated some conversations with your friends as we've grappled with the things that are often left undiscussed. We'll be back in season two, so stay tuned to social media for updates and tidbits of information about how the crew is doing. Yes, that's right, we do have a crew that helps us make this magic happen, and so in our final episode of season one here, I'd like to thank them personally, so here goes. Kirsten and Michaela, thank you for all your pixely magic with graphics. Maddie and Matt for your work with the socials on social media. Aaron, Aaron, Don, and LJ for all your help with the show notes. Brendan, Hannah, and Caroline for help with recording. The ever awesome Ben Skinner for all your editing help. And finally, all of our guests for being vulnerable with us as we talked about topics that mattered. And thanks to you, our listeners. We'll catch you again in season two. 
Bye.